Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Good morning, Bridgewater family. I'm so glad that we're together this morning in our series called Forgiveness. By now, we've covered a lot of ground, but I think today is one of the most important messages that we can share together. And I wanted to start with a story about two little boys named Harry and James. Harry and James got into it after dinner, and Harry somehow hit James with a stick right in the face. And James started to cry. His mom came out and refereed, and when she got them all settled down into their bunk beds in their bedroom, and they were getting ready to go to bed, she said, boys, if anything were to happen to you tonight, would you want to see God with this kind of unresolved anger among you? And Harry goes, well, mom, no. And, and uh, he said, I, I'll ask for forgiveness. And James said, well, he can ask for forgiveness, but if I'm alive in the morning, look out. I love that story because I can hear those boys saying to their mom, do we have to? I don't want to do it. All the complaints that would go with reconciliation. Did you know that as adults, we have the same struggle? We say it in different ways, but when it really comes down to it, as adults, we can struggle through the difficulty of giving forgiveness, receiving forgiveness, and wanting to reconcile with the people that God has placed in our lives. I'm going to do something a little different this morning. I'm going to stay just right here. I'm Uh, comfortable on this stool, and I I really want to teach more than I want to preach this morning. And we're going to take two verses in Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 through 24, and we're going to dig deep. These are verses that come directly from Jesus as he's teaching a crowd. And out of this, we're going to pull five steps that we must follow in order to reconcile, to give forgiveness, ask for forgiveness, and love each other like Jesus wants us to love. Now, before I ever start, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is get a pen and a piece of paper and just write these five things down. Then you can go back and review them because In life, all five steps don't happen, one, two, three, four, five. They flow together, and at times there's combinations. But I want you to see exactly what Jesus is saying. The other thing I want all of us to do as we focus in on the words of Jesus is to realize that these are the words of Christ. They're not uh, up for debate. These are the words that Jesus knows we need to hear and turn teaching into action. 
So let's get started. We're just going to break it down. And it begins in Matthew 5.23. Jesus said, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and then remember that your brother has something against you. Step one, pray with an open mind. In fact, just say these with me while you're listening and watching this morning. Pray with an open mind. Jesus had been teaching the crowds about anger. If you were a traditional Jewish believer, you would realize that one of the Ten Commandments was that thou shalt not kill. And Jesus is talking about murder. And people, I think, are, are understanding what Jesus is saying. They know they shouldn't do it. But this is when Jesus completely flips it around. And he, he, he was talking about murder, but now he's talking about anger. And he puts them in the same category. He said, you can't call a, a brother or sister a fool. He said, if you do, you're in danger of hell. He says that when you're angry, it's the same problem as murder. I think people were shocked. Do you put the same two things in, in the one bucket? Do you see murder and anger as the same thing? Well, what Jesus is talking about is, is anger comes from these emotions inside where we are upset or frustrated with someone that we love. And to really drive the point home, Jesus tells a short story. A Jewish man is presenting his offering to God. And there were many types of offerings. There was peace offerings, sin offerings, burnt offerings. Think of them even as sacrifices. And when a Jewish man would go, even a Jewish woman, they would present these sacrifices as part of their worship. But Jesus isn't concerned about what the offering is in his story. He didn't want anybody to be distracted because that's not the point. The point Jesus is making is that the man is giving this offering at the temple as he's worshiping and he is reminded somehow through the Holy Spirit of God, the man's reminded that there is a brother who has something against him. Now think about that for a moment. How did all this happen so quickly? I think it's found in step one. When we go to worship, if you're in church, doesn't God prompt you through the singing, through the discussions, the message? And prayer is what opens that door for all of us in our hearts and minds. And that's why I really believe that this man was praying as he was worshiping, preparing to give his uh, sacrifice, his offering to God. And that's why it's step one in the process. We have to pray with an open mind because if we're honest, it's much easier to admit the problems that we have with other people than to admit our own issues with one another. It's easier to tell someone else that we're unhappy about something someone has done 
instead of being sensitized to how that relationship impacts all of us. In fact, when we're going through a struggle with one another, don't we usually withdraw? But Jesus is telling us a story, and he says the man's in the house of God. He's worshiping. I think, in fact, I'm confident he's praying, and suddenly God reminds him that his brother has something against him. Did you notice that the man isn't offended by the divine insight that God gives? Instead, he recognizes that his brother is stressing over a problem and he realizes he needs to be part of the solution. We've been talking about Matthew 6, 14 through 15 for several weeks. It's a good reminder again. Jesus said, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Do you and I really believe that? Jesus did. And this is why he says, pray with an open mind. It's the first step we have to embrace in order to be at peace with one another. It's vital that we let the Holy Spirit of God speak to us. And notice this, the man is told by God, reminded by God about someone else's issue. It should immediately come to mind if we have a problem with someone. God, God's saying, no, 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 go beyond that. We should know our own struggles with people, but we should be so sensitized to the Holy Spirit that God can uh, illuminate our minds to the struggles others are having with us. God wants us to be in a right relationship with him and with others. Can I reverse it? God wants us to be in a right relationship with others so we can be in a right relationship with him. C.S. Lewis actually said this. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. It changes me. Let me ask this with step one because we've got to move. Are you really asking God to sensitize you Am I asking God to sensitize me? And do we care about the feelings, the emotions, the people that God has placed in our lives? Pray with an open mind. Step two, let's look at Matthew 5, 24. Jesus continues the story. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. And this leads to the next step in our forgiveness journey. Be open to discussion. Let's just say it together. Be open to discussion. Jesus tells us that God prompted the awareness that a brother had something against him while he was praying and worshiping at the temple. The implied meaning of Jesus' teaching covers all aspects of the disagreement. Whether the brother only perceived a possible offense or something had actually taken place. Now, did you get that? Maybe something did happen in the relationship and God brings it to mind as the man is at the temple worshiping and praying. But maybe there's a perceived offense and we don't even realize someone's upset. 
Jesus says when God makes the man aware of it, he immediately leaves his gift at the altar. He hasn't even presented it yet. And that was the moment that God begins to change his heart and mind. Let's really hone in on that. One of the reasons that we're in church together, one of the reasons that we're online together and we read scripture and we pray with one another is to let the Holy Spirit sensitize us through prayer so that our minds are open to what God wants to do. Not just the things we want God to do, but to be open to what God is saying. Here's something that you need to think about. Here's something that we should uh, really care about. That's what happens to this man. When we realize that there is a break in the relationship, we must decide if we will do what God wants us to do or go our own way. This is crucial for followers of Christ. Too often, we think about how someone has hurt us or the things that we don't agree about. Pause. Are you soaking that one in with me? Too often our focus is on the break, the struggle, what we don't agree about. And if we've tried to talk to someone before, we say, they don't listen, they won't listen. That isn't an option at all. Jesus literally is telling us, don't let your pride get in the way of going to a brother and sister the first time, but even the second time, or the 77th time. I was so brokenhearted when I was talking to a brother recently about a struggle he was having, and I literally referred to this passage. And the brother said to me, Pastor, I don't read it the way you do. <laughs> Folks, I don't want you to read this my way. I want you to read it the way Jesus taught it. And Jesus says that we have to leave our gift. We have to be willing to, to literally rebuild the relationship as far as we can to do that before we ever go to that person. That step is coming. But before we ever do, we have to be open because if we're not open to the discussion, if we're not open to being in one another's lives, if we're not open to settling the problem, then God can't work in us or through us. And I really believe that's where a lot of followers of Jesus stop. I'm just not gonna do it. I've tried it, I'm not doing it. But I want to be encouraging. For those of you who want to be courageous and obedient to Jesus, and you truly believe that as much as Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead so that you could be saved, if you'll believe this passage just as much, and it is all the word of God, then God can do incredible things because in Romans 12, 18, Paul said this, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you, all of us have the responsibility to build bridges with one another, which leads to step three. 
first go. First go. Not only is that the step, that's what Jesus said. First go. In the Greek, the word used for go, Jesus is giving a strong command. He's not saying, hey, if it feels good, go. He's not saying, if you're in the mood, go. He's not saying, uh, if you don't think it'll work out, don't go. He said, go. The phrasing of the message is so helpful. I love this, how, how Peterson puts it. This is how I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter your place of worship and about to make an offering, you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you. Again, it's taking into account if you have a grudge. But if you even go the next step, and remember a friend has a grudge against you, listen to this, abandon your offering. Leave immediately. Go to this friend and make things right. Right now, I'm not kidding. If you know there's a problem in a relationship, turn me off. Cut the, cut the, show, uh, the whatever we call this, online message off. Cut it off. You can catch the rest of the steps. Literally, Jesus said the man stops his worship, and he goes. Let me tell you why step three can be perhaps the most difficult. It's not enough to know what we should do. Jesus expects us to be proactive and do it. God wants us to do something about the issue or the problem that we're having with someone else. Are you that person? Have you made it a habit in your life to go and at least try and reconcile? Nobody gets a free pass on this one. I've heard people say to me, well, pastor, um, that, that, that's, not, that's not my thing. It's too hard. I don't know what somebody will say. I can't go to that person. All that's true, but guess what? It doesn't give us a buy. It doesn't give us a free pass. In fact, 1 Samuel 15, 22, the prophet Samuel said this, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. Do you see how this intertwines with what Jesus is saying? What was the man doing? He was providing a sacrifice. He was providing an offering. What does Samuel say in the Old Testament? It's the same thing. Leave it. To obey is better than sacrifice. Leave the offering. Leave the gift. We shouldn't let anything hinder us from approaching someone. And I get this. I want to be honest. As a pastor, I've done this on numerous occasions, and I'll do it again. Sometimes it's easy, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes I literally ask to see someone face to face and I'm told no. I can't do anything about that because Jesus doesn't say force yourself into someone's home. What we have to do is have a willing heart. And if you're struggling with this, just think of it as second mile theology. I'm gonna go the second mile. I was thinking about this, this was so much fun. Uh, oh, a little over a year ago, Kay and I were out in um, Illinois, and we ended up driving, because it wasn't too far uh, how the states connect, we ended up driving to the ball field where they filmed Field of Dreams. And I looked at 
my beautiful wife and best friend, and I said, hey, take my picture coming out of the corn. And, and it was perfect, right? It was in the fall, so the corn leaves were dead. They weren't green like in the movie. But then I came out saying, go the distance. Okay, I am a little odd, you knew that. And we were laughing, but I think about that in this step. Come on, if we love Jesus, and Jesus has forgiven us, go the distance. Don't just say, I can't do it. I, I don't want to do it. Jesus literally paints the picture of the worshiper standing at the rail in the court of men. He's ready to hand his offering over to the priest when God reminds the man of a falling out with someone. If the offering he was going to present was going to please God, then he had to make the attempt to reconcile with his brother. Now, there are, before I move, there are two bold understandings we have to lay out on the table. Number one is this. Asking God to forgive you or your brother and remaining a silent partner is not acceptable. Let me explain what I mean. Oftentimes, I've had people say to me, well, I ask God for forgiveness and I ask God to help my brother forgive me. There's been no interaction with the person, though. That's not acceptable to God. We can't afford to decide in advance how things will work out. Don't put your fears and your pride in the way of what God can do. In fact, God isn't wanting to just change the, the, the problem we've experienced and reconcile. God literally is in the process of changing us right now and growing us and showing us new things about ourselves. Here's another obstacle. Going to friends and family aren't acceptable options. This is probably the biggest pitfall where people will go to a friend, they will go to a family member, and they won't go and talk to the other person. Jesus is completely against that. He doesn't say, instead of going to the friend that you're reminded of, go to a family member. Go to someone and say, I have a concern. Or, I'm going to go talk about this problem with someone, but I'm not going to go to the other person. Listen, now, I, I want you to hear this, because this is a shocker for a lot of followers of Christ. When we do that, that's sin. It separates us from God. Quit trying to make excuses about it. If you've talked to other people about a problem that you have in a relationship with someone else, you and I aren't doing the right thing. We have got to go to that person. It doesn't mean that we don't ask people to pray for us, but you don't have to unpack a problem to have somebody pray for you. And when we start trying to redesign the plan of Christ for reconciliation, it never goes well, and then we end up storing up our own ideas as if those are the word of God, and they're not. And then we develop a pattern that's unhealthy. Because if you're willing not to go to someone and justify it once, you and I will do it again and again. So that's why we have to first go. Then that leads to step four. 
and be reconciled to your brother. Step four, this is how I put it. Say it with me. Freely forgive. Freely forgive. Now, this command isn't about uh, good intentions. Okay? God wants us to be ambassadors of his word. We cannot afford to live by feelings. Especially if our feelings contradict God's instruction. Now, let, can I pause here and just say this? I'm not a fan of texting and email on this one. Jesus says face to face, but I am going to give you a caveat. If you cannot get to that person face to face, there is a thing called Zoom and FaceTime. You can try that. That puts us in this world, in this day and age, face to face. Also, if you have to text or email, let it be a beginning and not an end. You may have to prime the pump, as I call it. Can we get together? Can we talk? Start there if you need to. And I also want to cover this. If you're still struggling with someone who has passed away, you can't get with that person face to face, right? But you can write them a letter. Oftentimes, forgiveness is, is much easier than we make it out to be. And the question is this. Are we going to be a bridge builder or a dumping station? Are we going to build bridges to people and try? Say the word try with me. Are we going to try to build a bridge? It's not going to work every time. But that can't negate our attempts to be a bridge builder. And whatever we do, don't be a dumping station. Don't, don't just, when, when you get together with somebody, this happens so often when people finally get together, there isn't a, a desire for reconciliation. It's more about, I'm going to dump on you all the things I don't like about you, all the ways that you've made me mad for two years. Stop it. Dump your junk before you go reconcile and decide to be not a garbage person, but be an ambassador. Those are two very different pictures, aren't they? Jesus looks at this man. This man is going to go and reconcile. And let me explain something. In love, we need to be honest. Talk about the problem without trying to rehash every detail. Don't get stuck in the past of what's happened. So many people can't reconcile because they need you to say, well, you're right, I was wrong. That's not what this is about. This is about not our, our hurt feelings. It's about moving beyond our hurt feelings. This isn't about nursing our wounds more. This is about actually listening with the intention, both parties, of giving forgiveness and receiving forgiveness and say, hey, can we start fresh? Can we begin anew? This is going to be a hard one, but on step four, if we're going to freely forgive, try not to become defensive. It's hard, but let's, let's actually love each other like Jesus loves us, even in the midst 
of these difficult conversations. I love what 1 John 4, 19 through 20 says. We love because he, God, first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us the command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. I need to help you understand something before we close with step five. You don't have to be on the same page. You and I can agree to disagree and still ask for forgiveness and give forgiveness. We don't always have to agree, but we do need to have the humility to reconcile, to go, and love like Jesus. Here's another thing. Jesus said, go first, freely forgive. When you do, be the first to go. Don't wait on somebody else. Go ahead and start the conversation and try I know we've had our differences, but I want to ask for your forgiveness. And then at some point say, and I give forgiveness. Please don't just say I'm sorry. That's not enough. Dig deep. Don't apologize without also saying, will you forgive me? And I forgive you. And what if the offended person won't forgive us? I've had that. I've had that happen. I asked uh, a brother one time, I said, will you forgive me? And he says, nope, I won't. Literally. Um, I saw him years later at uh, a funeral that I officiated for one of his relatives. He wouldn't look at me. I put my hand out. He wouldn't shake it. He was really honest when he said that, that day, I won't forgive you. I can't do anything about that. Neither can you. I couldn't help it then, and I can't help it now, but I can tell you what I could do. I could still pray for those who are struggling. I can pray to have the love for someone the way that I need God's love. And you ready for this? I can still forgive even if someone doesn't forgive me leads to step five. Then come and offer your gift. Here's step five, and I love it. It's very simple. Celebrate. There's going to come a moment when you're back in church, and you're going to be so elated if the reconciliation worked. The load's going to be lighter, and even if it didn't go the way you wanted it to, being obedient to Jesus, that's a beautiful thing. It brings peace that passes all understanding. Go back into church and worship, but please don't do this. Don't keep going to church without being obedient. Leave your gift. Go reconcile. Do what Jesus has asked us to do. And you know what? It takes practice. I haven't uh, reached the, the perfection moment in my life with this. I still am trying to understand how, how to work it through. And every situation is different. But what isn't different is the instruction of Jesus. We have to be willing to pray with an open mind, be open to discussion, first go, freely forgive, and then celebrate.
I want to pray for you. Because can you imagine what this would be like if we all applied this message now? And we made sure that we were reconciled, we were giving forgiveness, and we were forgiven. Oh, there's some incredible freedom that God is ready to give. Okay, put your hands out. Let's go. Father God, thank you. This is more of a teaching message. It's a step-by-step process. It's not clean. It's not clear-cut when we get into the, the details of the struggles. And yet these five instructions from Jesus, the path forward that you show us, Lord, they're crucial, they're vital, they are essential. God, bring to mind the people we need to reconcile with. God, show us, even if it hasn't worked in the past, pray that doors would open, God. We pray that. And Jesus, may we be ambassadors. God, may we be ambassadors of forgiveness, love, and grace. And Father, for any of my friends, my family that are listening, that need to, maybe they have to pick up the phone, maybe it starts with an email, but maybe through FaceTime and Zoom or even just face-to-face, God, help us to build bridges that bring reconciliation. And may we not just believe in forgiveness, may we practice it. In the name of Jesus, amen. I love you. Hey, go do this. I'm praying for you. It's gonna work. It is. Don't don't get the pregame jitters. It's going to work. But remember, more than anything, when we're obedient, God is pleased. I love you so much. Until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed. Hey, friends, thanks for listening. And if you wanna be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ. Thank you.